Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. You ever feel ripped off by me? Well, we got fun stuff for you coming up later this hour. It's Clark Stinks, where you get to hear where people feel that I have not served them well. Tune in for that. So I want to talk right now about healthcare, and I got to be nuts to talk about healthcare. I mean, it's hot potato for the Republican Party when President Trump talked about health care recently. Uh, Republican leaders in the House and the Senate went berserk and said, don't talk about it. And then the president announced that there wasn't going to be any uh, anything proposed with health care till 2021 because it is such a difficult thing for us to deal with. The reason is we're spending almost 20% of our nation's uh, measurement of wealth each year, output of goods and services, on health care. The next closest to us, the developed countries, spends 9%. So, so many of the problems we have with health care are based on the cost pressures of our system, and at the same time, our lifespans in the United States are declining. And that is different than most any other place. We now have, there are a number of um, third world countries what people now call developing countries, that people's lifespans are passing ours in the United States. In spite of the massive amount of our nation's treasure, we spend on health care. Things have gotten so expensive that there was a new report from a Gallup survey that found that one in four of us as Americans skipped medical care we needed Because we couldn't afford it. I did a story in my TV work about a woman who had had to discontinue her uh, meds for diabetes because she could not afford them. And, I mean, that's playing roulette with your life, but what's somebody to do? Because the cost of health care in the United States has outstripped our ability to pay for it individually for most of us or for uh, taxation and government to pay for it collectively. Today, government provides more than half of health care in the United States, or at least ensures more than half of health care in the United States. When you look at all the people whose health care is provided by Medicare, Medicaid, uh, government employees, veterans, any of a number of categories that government now provides more than half of the system. And this is not even talking about what happens with those of us who have corporatized health care where we get it through an employer. So we got a lot to do when we have declining lifespans. We have costs out of control harming our nation's competitiveness. And... I'm going to say something where I hit one of those rails in American politics, what do they call those electrified rails, whatever they say, you're not supposed to touch. But the reality is we're not going to fix health care in the United States in a partisan way. 
it is such a large part of our economy, it has to be fixed not on a bipartisan basis, but a nonpartisan basis. And the free market has not been given a chance to really do its thing. And I have specific ideas about what that means to me, but unless you're listening to me late at night and you're having trouble falling asleep, I'm not going to get into that because healthcare may lend itself to silly, nonsensical slogans about what politicians say they're going to do, but healthcare is, as the president said, extremely complicated. I forget his exact words for it, but it is an, an extremely complicated situation because you have this freight train going down the tracks for healthcare where our system has become so inefficient, carrying way too much baggage, and there's a lot we have to do to get it healthy again so the American people's wallets can be healthy and their bodies can be as well. I mean, just imagine $100 billion in debts owed by Americans for medical bills. Unsustainable. Joe joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Joe. Hey, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Joe. How can I be of service to you? Well, I keep getting every six months or so a notice from my water and sewer provider that I should sign up for some insurance for my water line in case it breaks or fails or something. It's my responsibility and it'll cost a fortune to fix. Just wondering if you have any thoughts on that. That does not compute. I could have done that, or I could have done this one on that. So it's kind of like a big pile of manure. So the deal is with this is these things are being sent out as solicitations by both private water and sewer systems and governmental water and sewer systems all over America because there are these marketing companies that pay a commission to the private water companies or the governmental entities if people will sign up for this pseudo-insurance stuff. And and I just got a, a letter that was unusually foreboding from my local government saying that, well, I needed to understand that everything that would go wrong from the meter to my house was all on me and that it could be a catastrophic situation and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so water can make a mess in your house if there's a leak and make a mess for your wallet, no doubt. But what I recommend way before you ever consider one of these pseudo-insurance things is the best protection And I don't know why homeowners insurers aren't pushing this as something they'll subsidize just to save them money, is to have uh, some form of water alarm system for your home. These are very inexpensive devices now that you attach to your water system. A consumer can do them yourself, or if if you feel like you're not handy at all, you can have a plumber install one. And then you've got a one-time fee for a device you purchase and or pay to have installed 
that will monitor the flow of water at your property and in your house and eliminate the big threat, which is not the water bill. The big threat is the damage that a water leak could cause to your property or to your home. Okay. And none of these things do that, do they? I uh, know. They're just, um, most of the ones I've seen only pay for the lost water charge and sewer charge. Okay. Um, some may pay to repair the line, but that's still not the big money. I'm telling you, the big money is the damage that water can cause to your home. It now accounts for, is it 10% of all homeowners insurance claims? Something like that. And they're big money claims. Scott's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Scott. Hello, Clark. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Well, it's great to have you here, Scott. But you know, yeah, Clark, you know, I'm at yeah. the point in my life that any day that I wake up, that just <laughs> automatically makes it a good day. It's a good day indeed. Absolutely. So What's what up, I'm Scott? About Clark is um, I'm looking at uh, investing some funds, and I get advertising from a particular group that. Uh, may have money invested in things such as shipbuilders, large commercial buildings. They use the assets uh, as collateral for the investment, and they look at targeting uh, anywhere from 12 to 15 percent return over several years. Uh, and I'm just trying to figure it out if that's legit. No, nobody can promise you that on a consistent basis they're going to return to you 12 to 15 percent. Um, The kind of things you talked about sound like um, private placements or alternative investments? Yes. All right. So one thing you should know about that sector is that the fees and commissions built into that sector are so high that uh, the chance of making a return of 12 to 15 percent is as likely as the fact that I would win the Olympic gold medal in the 100 meter. I mean, it's just not going to happen. And the claims can, the claims they can make can be as outlandish as they wish if it's an offering that says, do you see anything like where you have to be a qualified investor or any language like that? Yes, yes, you do. Okay. All right. So when they do that, that's a big red flag because that means that the offering circular does not have to be um, something you can rely on and that there's a lot of disclosures you don't get and you're almost buying in a blind pool where you cannot trade in and out. How long a time commitment does your money have to stay in? Is it um, 8 to 12 years? No, it depends on the investment. There's anything I've seen from probably the least about four years up to 10 years. Okay. And the management fees on these private placements will usually be somewhere in the 2 to 4% range ongoing. I don't know what the one you're looking at does, but this is something that, that I don't like at all. You Are you okay. trying to do something that doesn't correlate with the stock market? Doesn't have um, a beta I, I with the stock I market. Looking, I, I think I was looking for something that I, I felt was more uh, 
it had assets behind it that there was some kind of guarantee on return based on assets. No such thing. There, no. there is no. no if okay. you do one of these things, I guarantee you there is no guarantee of return. Okay. And nobody, okay, well. nobody can ever guarantee you. I mean, when you go, let's talk about this. When you go from saving, which is where you never have to worry about losing principal, to investing, no one in investing can ever guarantee you even the return of your original principal. Okay. Well, that's substantial then. I I never got so far as just looking at the emails themselves and what the offers were, I never actually checked into the process of investing, and I wanted to call and check with you before I went further into their material. So these offers, have, these offers are in a gray area that is not, unless they were just absconding with your money, would not be what would be considered to be a scam. But I absolutely yeah. put these offers in the ripoff category because your okay. money's not liquid. The fees are very high. The promises do not have to be kept. You take all that combination, I would not call that something that would make me sleep well at night. Jessica joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you. Jessica, you are self-employed and you want to save for your future. That's not as easy when you're self-employed, is it? No, it's not. Can I just start off by saying I'm so excited to be talking to you. I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. Well, you are so kind. Thank you, Jessica. You're welcome. So, yes, my husband and I have been self-employed for 20-plus years. It's been good, but now we're getting older, and I'm getting a little bit scared of uh, the future and need to start planning for retirement. So are each of you in your own self-employment gig, or do you work together in a self-employment capacity? We work together. And how many employees do you have? Zero, just the two of you? Just the two of us. Oh, okay. So you're going to be able to really pound money away. <laughs> Here and, and you, there. <laughs> you can make up for lost time because yep. the two of you can do a very, very simple retirement plan that gives you more flexibility than people have who work for somebody. Yep. You're both allowed to do a SEP, S-E-P. Okay. And a SEP requires about three minutes of paperwork to set up. Okay. And it stands for Simplified Employee Pension. Okay. And you're allowed in a year to put aside from no money each up to, depending on how much income you've had in a year and how much you can afford to, into the mid $50,000 range each. Okay. So you can make up for a lot of years not having put money aside in a year that you've made really good money to no money in a year that's tough for you. Okay. And so what happens is you open a SEP and then it instantly becomes your own IRA account. Okay. And it's really easy to calculate, really easy to set up, really easy to fund. Basically, you fund it like anybody would fund uh, an IRA or a Roth, you know, in the low-cost investments. I like the target retirement funds. And I like for you to do the SEP with one of my three favorite children, Vanguard, Schwab, or Fidelity. Okay. And if you like dealing with a human, you can do it, you know, face-to-face. You can do it with a Schwab or Fidelity office, make an appointment, and set up a SEP with a human. Or if you're 
uh, find doing it online, you could go on Vanguard.com and just open a SEP okay. and fund it. And then each year, the there's no real paperwork you have to do other than you got to put the money in the SEP. Okay. And it's based on how much you make in a year, how much you can put in. And then instantly it works exactly like a traditional IRA once it's funded. And they pick what to invest what to invest that in. Well, for no, us? you got to pick that, but I want you just to put it in if you go look at my investment guide, yep. you'll see what's known as target retirement funds. Yep, I've been looking at that. And that's what I'd like you to do it with in any of those three companies. So get going. It's really easy. Whichever the three companies most appeals to you. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, which is about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. That's a simple mission statement, right? Empowerment, knowledge, so you can have more money in your wallet, really. But there are times that the advice, the guidance, the answers I give, in your opinion, come up short, misguided, wrong. That's why we have Clark.com slash Clark Stinks. It's where when you feel that I've missed the mark, you let me know. You let others know. And others can comment. They can agree. They can disagree. And if there's ever something you've listened to, you feel sounds hollow to you or just missed what you expected from me, the quality of information you expected from me, please go to Clark.com slash Clark Stinks and post away. Now, once a week, producer Krista goes through your posts and shares highlights of people's posts with you right here on the air. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. Earlier this year, you were talking about and extolling the virtues of factory-produced meat in quotes. Your endorsement of this made me really angry. You went on to say that it will save people who work at the ranch in the ranching industry so much time and effort, etc. Well, I work in the ranching industry, and while yes, it is hard work, some of us like hard work. Some of us like living out in the country near a town with only eight to ten thousand people. Some of us like living out in the middle of nowhere where we can still see the stars and smell fresh air and walk on real green grass. Some of us love taking care of live calves and their moms. Some of us like this lifestyle. We still deal with people face-to-face. Oftentimes, a handshake still seals a deal, and we still do business locally, although that's getting harder and harder. Not all of us want to live in urban areas that pollute the air with noise, light, and gas fumes and are overpopulated with people who have never experienced things that I mentioned in this email. Perhaps you should come out here to eastern Montana and see and experience this lifestyle for yourself. It is odd to me that people who profess to be one with the earth and want to cut back on carbon emissions are afraid of GMOs and artificial anything seem to want to eat this kind of factory-produced meat. I usually like your advice, but on this one, where you don't really know about our way of life, you miss the mark, Patricia. Patricia, thank you for your post. And by the way, I love Montana. I've been to eastern Montana, western Montana, northern Montana, over and over and over again. I've been all over Montana, and it is one of the most magnificent places in the United States. And I did not mean any offense to you or your way of life. 
we have an issue around the world. How do we provide food for an increasing world population? And so I'm really intrigued and curious about new ways of producing food that are more efficient and then maybe the way we've done things historically. But we in the United States are so fortunate to have so much available land and we will continue to be able to produce food in the United States traditional ways and not just in the environment I was talking about in or near urban areas. Recently, Clark recommended that an individual not put student loans into deferment when they had that option while continuing to make payments on the loan. Ultimately, Clark recommended that they just finish paying the loan and not continue deferment. If the student has subsidized loans, that that portion will not accrue interest while in deferment. Continued payments on the student loan will help substantially since the payment will go all to principal balance for any subsidized loan. I did this when I returned to school, and the deferment made such a difference in getting the loans paid off. Thanks for all the advice, Dr. Richardson. Thank you, Dr. Richardson. I appreciate your post on it. The big problem we have in the United States with student loans is not so much the the strategy for paying them off. It's the amount of student loan debt that's being taken out, and it's now somewhere around $1.5 trillion dollars cumulatively across the American population, and it is a terrible burden that people face for potentially decades after school, and so we need a whole reorienting and rethinking, and the ability to borrow unlimited sums is something that we need to curtail or end in the United States. Increasing the gas tax is needed, but poor paving jobs still cost the taxpayers lots. More gas tax money does not equal better roads, just more corruption. My wife and I are teachers who commute together 115 total miles every school day on Interstate 85. They have reground and resurfaced 15 miles of I-85 several times in four years in Montgomery and still poor road surfaces. Areas are coming apart again, and areas are like roller coaster rides. Only companies who do quality work equal better roads. Lowest bids do not ensure quality. Gregory. Gregory, I first of all, your dedication to your students is fantastic that you commute such a long distance to teach, and that shows a real love for those kids. Is for the fact that and your wife, yes, <laughs> together, yeah, um, and. I mean, think about that time you get together with each other. So as far as the problems with incompetence or corruption, that is a problem with government that's gone back forever. It doesn't mean that most government projects are corrupt or most government spending is incompetent. It just seems to be a problem you've had. You said Montgomery, so I'm assuming on I-85 you mean Montgomery, Alabama, So that's something the politicians need to be brought to account for if, in fact, the work being done is a very poor spend of taxpayer dollars. Sorry, Clark. You were stinking up my car yesterday when your podcast mentioned recent travel warnings for Yucatan. I was pretty amazed that you have fallen for these fake news reports. I also heard the reports from other news agencies, including my 5 o'clock broadcast, And so so I went to the source, which is something I learned from you, and on the State Department's own website, the latest travel warning from Mexico 
was in November of 2018, five months ago, and the entire state of Yucatan is level two exercise caution because of increased crime. This regurgitation of scary news seems to be coming up when people are booking or heading off to spring break. It feels like manipulation. Of course, we've been to Cancun a dozen times, and the people are the warmest and friendliest I've ever met. There is crime in the inner city, and it does bleed out into the resort areas, but every article I've read said that it wasn't targeted toward tourists. It was late at night and at a place that I would never visit at 2 a.m. But is Chicago or any other major U.S. city any different? Advice from the locals is to stay out of the bad part of town in the middle of the night and don't buy drugs because the Mexicans that I see that I meet see Americans buying drugs as the problem that is causing the crime. The more news scares people away and it makes it cheaper for me, but I feel sorry for all the people in Mexico who depend on U.S. dollars for their livelihood. I guess they will have to get by on Canadian dollars instead. Thanks for all you do, Clark. I've learned a lot from you. I like getting your news from like getting your news from the source, Tom Kemp. Tom, uh, I'm glad you had such a great time in the Yucatan. I've been to the Yucatan, uh, gosh, more than a dozen times. And Krista, you just went to the Yucatan mm-hmm. in the midst of all the fuss about the, the warnings about Americans traveling. Did you ever feel uncomfortable at all? I know there was somebody you said that was in your daughter's school who was nervous about going. Well, well, yes, we took one of my daughter's friends and her parents were nervous about it. Understand, I think understandably, honestly. I mean, we just stayed on the resort the whole time, which is the advice I was given. Um, and I didn't hear about anything. I mean, our resort was pretty far away from the inner city of Cancun. Um, but there were a lot of security boats all over the place. I mean, they had our place pretty secure. And they made me think, there's a reason for that. And I, so I felt pretty safe, but I was a little like, huh. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's up to each individual how the, how comfortable they feel. So when I talked about it in answer to the question that our poster is referring to, I was talking about the fact that there are people that are, uh, they get anxious or nervous about traveling. And when you're taking a vacation, like going to the Yucatan, you're going for fun. You're going to escape, to enjoy and if it's going to freak you out that there are concerns about potential crime, then maybe there's somewhere else you should go. I, I've i never had in my um, more than, I don't even remember how many times I've been in the Yucatan, I've never had any feeling of being unsafe at any time that I've been to the Yucatan Peninsula, any spot I've been there. And so, uh, but but I'm somebody who, who is pretty fearless with travel. So I just have to make sure I put it out there not to create fear, but to deal with the concerns that people might have in as honest a way as I can. And I'm glad that I helped generate lower prices for you on your trip. Okay, far away from the Yucatan, enjoy listening to you here in Germany. Just an FYI regarding you telling a listener to simply buy a SIM card while traveling abroad. At least here, in order to activate the SIM card and phone number, a video interview is required to verify one's identity. And what other cell service would a Clark listener have? Aldi Talk, of course. Brandon. (laughs) It is true. If you walk into an Aldi in Germany, there's a case you can go to and you'll see SIM cards available in that case. And it's really inexpensive cell phone service. I was not aware of the video 
interview requirement because I've been on T-Mobile for a long time, and so I have free use of unlimited texting and data when I travel overseas. So I I didn't know that such a thing was there. Italy can be difficult sometimes to buy a SIM card as well. These are responses to the concerns about terrorism that are ever-present and concerns of governments around the world. I agree with Clark that LED lighting saves consumption on your power bill, but that does not equate to actual dollars saved. The power companies have minimums, so you may save 25% by putting in LED bulbs, but you only save 5% on your power bill. Corey. Corey, thank you. Now, that depends on the part of the country you're in and how power is supplied and how it's regulated where you live. The same can be true for natural gas as well. The rates can be set with a minimum. They can be set with a, um, a charge that is a charge just for breathing. There are many different formulas used, but particularly in areas of the country with high consumption of electricity for air conditioning during the peak summer months, you will generate the big savings from converting to LED lighting. I appreciate all your posts. Please, if you feel that I've explained something poorly, I've explained it wrong, go to Clark.com, Clark Stinks, slash Clark Stinks, and let me know. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jake joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jake. Hey, how you doing? Great. Thank you, Jake. You've got a question of an embarrassment of riches and choices in your life. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of always saved when I was a teen, but I'm a little bit older now. And I have money saved up, and I kind of put that money into an account so eventually I can pay off my house. Right now, I just uh, that's like my only payment. I just, I just bought my new used car, a 2002, and uh, so I'm like good to go on that. So No way, no only... way. You bought a vehicle that was 17 years old as your new yeah. vehicle? <laughs> yeah, 2002, but it had low mileage on it, so I kind of wanted it. <laughs> How much did you have to pay for an 02 car? I think I paid like 2200 for it, and then I put like a $500 into it, and it runs good. good that that cool. is great. You know, when you think that the average vehicle payment in the United States is $550, that's the equivalent of you in four months owning a vehicle free and clear. It's just great. Yeah, I just replaced my old car, and I had that car for 10 years. That was a 99. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of got made fun of for that one, but that got me around, you know. It was a safe car. Well, you know, people can make fun of you, but they're paying <laughs> bills and you're not. Yeah, my sister always complains about her car payments and that stuff. For me, it's, I like mine, so 
gets me where I got to go. <laughs> Perfect. So but, yeah, what's the what's the my... choice you face now? What's that? What's the choice you face now with this money you've got? Uh, well, I've always kind of saved for. Uh, I pretty much always saved money my whole life. Um, I kind of want to pay off my house. I'm I'm kind of sick of paying mortgage payments, <laughs> so like I I kind of want to get rid of that, and that way I have no debt whatsoever. I can just start saving and. I have the 401k through my work, and then last year I just started the Roth 401k, the IRA, the after-tax one. Um, I just started that last year. So So how much do you have remaining on a mortgage balance? um, I think there's about 75 grand left. And how much cash do you have sitting around that you've saved? Um, I I had some health issues, but I have like the emergency fund, and I kind of use that, and so right now I'm at about forty grand that I have like in the bank that's gonna go towards this house. But I was wondering if I should pay that, like pay my house, put it towards that or like something else if I should invest it somewhere or So if you take that forty grand and you put it towards you said the balance was seventy on your home? Yeah, that's about seventy five. Seventy five. So that would wipe out most of your remaining mortgage. What emergency funds would you have left if you took that 40 and put it towards the mortgage would you have any um i think i'd have about like nine grand that's just like my my per my uh for spending money all right well so yeah you're fine then with the with how thrifty you are take that money pop it against the mortgage it'll drop your mortgage balance to thirty-five thousand approximately and your mortgage payment will stay the same, but every dollar you pay overwhelmingly will go only to principal, and you'll wipe out that mortgage so much faster. I mean, you'll be done with it. And uh, what's your monthly mortgage payment now? Uh, I just went down. Uh, they just lowered the taxes in Wisconsin. I think it's like seven thirty-six. So, so that means every year, let's say five hundred of it is towards the note itself and the rest is taxes and insurance let's just say that so that means just making your regular payment uh you would be completely mortgage debt free in roughly five years and change yeah i was thinking of uh really hammering down on it and i was kind of looking at my expenses how much i pay and i think i could pay like an extra like thousand to like thirteen hundred a month that i could give right to that sure sure so you'd be out of debt right into it yeah you'd be out of debt then in just two years yeah that's what i was thinking like two to three years if i really hammered down and that would still give me like five hundred dollars like a month to kind of you know make whatever purchases i want you know that is great so yeah just throw them the 40 grand as a additional principal payment and then pay that extra every month you will own your home free and clear and you'll call me to tell me that you did it how about in two years from now and it'll be great because i'll remember us talking about it right now you're listening to the clark howard show thanks for joining us today the clark howard show is produced by kim drobes joel larsgaard deborah reese and jim ayers and remember 24 hours a day we're there to serve you at clark.com and clarkdeals.com